Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Grove Podcast. Today, as you can see, we have Ben Beeson, the man, the myth, the legend. Ben, man, I'm so glad you're here today. It's going to be a good time talking about uh, you and all things uh, middle school, student ministry, all that kind of stuff at the Harris, almost at Harris Creek campus, mm. but it's the Harris campus um, of Hickory Grove. Yeah, so I'm glad you're here today. Man, good to be here. Yeah. Good to be here. Let's talk about you for a minute, man. Tell us, uh, tell me where you're from. Yeah, so I'm from uh, Boone, Boone, North Carolina, so the mountains. Yeah. Uh, you can yeah. talk to me. Don't look at the camera. Look cool, at I'm going to look at you right yeah, here. Come you on. Go, there you go. There you yeah, go. Yeah, so I uh, grew up in Boone, North Carolina, the yeah. mountains. We moved there when I was three. And uh, yeah, my whole family's up there. My grandparents are up there. My brother's up there. My mom and dad, obviously, my mom and dad are up there. My aunt, uncle. Wow. And so, like, the. You're all from. All f- pretty much from. Live in that same area. Yep. That's cool. Yep. Uh, so pretty cool, like growing up with both sets of my grandparents there, yeah. uh, all aunts and uncles. So at Christmas time, we have you know real big like oh, man, family there. gathering. Yeah. It is just that's cool. It's real special. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So. Now um, you, I guess you went to college there too, right? Didn't I you did. Go, you went to App State? Yep, kind okay. of. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, not kind okay. of. Yes, I did. This is weird. I don't know. I'm, I'm making it real confusing. It just got weird. I know, I know. What happened? Did yeah. you go there? Did you go to school there or not? So I, it all started off in high school when okay. I didn't make the best grades I could have. You know, I didn't reach my full potential. Like my there mom just hired me to. Okay. And so uh, went to Liberty because uh, Liberty wasn't that hard to get into. It was getting awkward. <laughs> we, we've got a couple of Liberty guys yeah, yeah, that are probably yeah. cringing right now. Yeah. Yeah, so go ahead. Go ahead. I apologize. It's all right. But went to Liberty for a year and then uh, honestly got a little homesick. And so wanted to go to Appalachian, tried to get into Appalachian. My mm-hmm. grades weren't quite good enough for Appalachian. So, wow, okay. You know, okay. pretty high expectations for those mountain boys. Yeah. And um, yeah. so, yeah, instead of going to Appalachian, went to this place called Caldwell Community College. We called it Harvard on the Hill, you know, to make ourselves feel a little bit better. Mm. Yep. Never and heard of that. Yep, Harvard on the Hill. <laughs> Not many people know about it, but it's mm. there. Right, right. So went there for a year and then transferred uh, to App. So you finally made it to App State. Finally made it to App. Okay, and you graduated from it. App State. And I graduated from App State. Nice. Now, you and Jacob knew each other, mm-hmm. Jacob Prince. Yep. At App State. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, were you involved in any sort of ministry when you were in college? Um, not really. Uh, I was mainly involved at Perkinsville Baptist Church. Okay. And so Luke Lunsford, uh, Tommy Lunsford used to be on staff here yeah. at Hickory Grove. Yeah. And so Luke was his son and kind of a cool connection with me and Luke. So Greenway Baptist Church was where I grew up in, in Boone. And Luke was a college ministry volunteer at Greenway. And so okay. he was kind of like my mentor. I knew him. I really looked up to him. Nice. And then uh, whenever I went off to Liberty and then came back for community college and then eventually came back to Appalachian, uh, went to Perkinsville and I was like, oh, Luke, you're you're now serving as a student pastor here. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go uh, check out your church. And That's so cool. checked it out, really <laughs> liked it. Uh, Luke still like really invested in me during that time. And, uh, and yeah, so I ended up there. I served in their, their student ministry, taught a little bit. Uh, led some small groups, different things like mm-hmm. that. And just like I said, you said, that's where I met Jacob. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Now, did you make good grades when you finally made it to I did, State? I like, did. So I, made, kinda... I made all Bs, you know? What do you think about that? That's that's very average. Yeah. Like all Bs? All Bs. So you're completely average. Well, I mean, <laughs> C's an average, right? B's above average and like A's uh, like way above average, you is know? That, is that right? I don't know. Okay, no. Maybe I feel bad about myself. No, no, no. You should Whatever. feel great, man. You you graduated. That's I, what you wanted. It, my GPA is not on my diploma. There you go. Hey, yeah, that's great, man. Yep, that's great. So you you were on staff at Perkinsville, or you were just there? I was like just there. serving. You were I was there just serving. serving. There. Okay, good, good. Just to get some experience. Okay, now let's talk about um, your family. Let's talk about your bride, Kaylee. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spelled like 
Spell like Raleigh with a K. Raleigh with a K. Don't forget it. You know? we, won't, we won't forget it. Yeah, yeah. A certain someone never lets us forget that. Never lets us forget Our it. Our faithful pastor. Our beloved pastor. <coughs> yeah. Pastor Presley. All right. So talk about talk about your family. Yeah. So uh, while I was at Perkinsville, actually, I, uh, I met Kaylee. And f- funny story about the first time we, we really try to communicate here. Uh, so I was, she was sitting the second row back in... Um, in uh in the church service and so i walk up and i'm sitting there talking to one of my other friends named taylor and as we're talking i'm telling him this story about how i um uh this might not be the best story to tell <laughs> it involves a booger <laughs> i believe you've told it now yeah, so yeah, yeah. you might as well finish it. <laughs> okay fantastic fantastic <laughs> whatever okay so I'll, I'll finish the story yeah so me and taylor sitting in the front row i'm t- i'm talking to to taylor about his haircutting experience so i got my haircut you know, black, um, what are those things called? Like poncho things they put over you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's a cape? Like, like a reverse like cape. cape. Like yeah. a reverse cape, you know. And so uh, um, somehow the transfer <laughs> happened where there was a... <laughs> transfer. Transfer happened where... There you go, that's good. There that's was good. something on the, on the cape. Uh, mm-hmm. Who knows what? But it was sitting there the whole time. And while I'm telling the story, I'm like just in the beginning and like kind of the awkward, just a guy conversation part mm-hmm. I hadn't came in. And Taylor knew that like I'm kind of interested in Kaylee. And so he's like, hey, Kaylee, I'm talking to Ben about something. Ben, why don't you tell Kaylee, too? And so then one of my first interactions with Kaylee, like, I have to finish this story about mm. some mysterious thing on my cut, you, haircutting cake. You should have just made it up. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But whatever. You married her, man. She hey, married you, so. I mean, look at this right there here. You there you go. You got the ring on the finger. Yep. There you go. Yes, sir. All right, so now let's talk about, so y'all, y'all had, y'all have one girl. Yes, sir. Okay. What's this sir stuff? I don't know. It's just, Bro, we're just friends, man. I, I, you know, just anyway. Just try to be chill. Yeah, in, right. In, right, in right. the sound booth. Yeah, okay. Whatever yeah. things called. No, that sounds good. Sounds good. So, tell me about your little girl. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, my little girl Emery, mm-hmm. she is ten weeks. Okay. So she was born on a Tuesday night or Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. real early Tuesday morning, uh, one fifty-four, and. Yeah, so she's 10 weeks old. Man, she is doing real well. Yeah, she's doing real awesome. well. Completely changed your life, huh? Completely changed my life. Yeah, that's like, awesome. I, I've told a lot of people this, but like, man, uh, first time seeing my daughter, it was the most special experience yeah. of my life. Oh, I bet. Like, I, bet. I have on my phone, I was taking pictures like throughout the whole process, and I have a picture time stamped at 154, mm. and she was born at 154. And mm. like, still, when I look at that picture, like, man, it's like, it always brings a tear to my like, wow, like that was Pretty the most special. incredible moment. That's cool, man. So, that's very cool. Yeah, I mean that too. But now, before Emory, there was, y'all had some sort of a... Yeah, Let's talk about... So, we, we have a dog. Okay. My dog's name is Maverick. Maverick. Let's talk I mean, about Maverick. Maverick, he, he's a hoss. Mm-hmm. He's a 97-pound golden retriever. Good night. Yeah, 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 It's cool. It's cool. And so, he's uh, two years old. And, uh, yeah, Kaylee, she really wanted a dog. And the two things she wanted when we got married, she wanted to go to Disney, and she wanted a dog. Mm-hmm. And she has both now, so... Did y'all go to Disney for, like, your honeymoon? Um, no, we actually went to Disney last December. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. We were going to buy a house, but we decided not to. I was like, so let's spend that money on Disney. <laughs> Isn't that the responsible thing to do? I, I believe so. <laughs> I, I believe so. that sounds <laughs> incredible. But Maverick, so y'all, like, Maverick has, I mean, he's, uh, like, kind of a big deal for you guys for, he is. for a little while. There, there is a chance that Maverick makes my wife's Instagram more than I do. I don't, but, think, I don't think it's just a chance, but yeah, I think yeah, it's... You I know, think it's legit. It, it could be confirmed. Hopefully, yeah. nobody goes to her account and counts the post. Do y'all do y'all do like uh, were y'all like fur fur mama and fur daddy and uh, do y'all kind of talk um, to each other like that? Like not not really, but I, I will say this: like 
pet so parents or pup parents or whatever. Maverick's birthday is coming up, and Kaylee's going to go buy some stuff for his birthday. You know, some decorations for the house, like so. some bones. Some bones, but also you know, like maybe a banner that says "Happy Birthday." A banner to, to really celebrate, to really bring yeah. in the, the birthday season. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Last year we got him a little cake. I think it was made out of some type of liver, but <laughs> I'm not. I can't confirm that. Um, that sounds yeah, terrible. It, Maverick, he's a he has a good life. Yeah. You know? Ah, yeah. Sounds like it. <clears throat> yeah. So well, okay. So um, so a friend of mine found out that you were going to be in doing the podcast, and so they sent me a video. Um, I guess this is like a random fact about you, but I, I watched the video. You were 19 in the video, and you were at Liberty, mm -hmm. and you were on that big uh, ski thing that they have Snow there. Snowflex. Snowflex. Yes, that's sir. what it's called. Yes. Snow. Just yes. Brother Gerald. Just, yeah, just hey man. Whatever. Yeah. So I did not know. I was completely blown away. I had no idea that you could actually ski and do like flips and stuff in the air. It, it's a not well known fact about me. That's that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's kind of hard to work into a conversation when I'm talking to somebody. You know, like, hey, guess guess what? Hey, I can do flips. Yeah, I can be in like the X Games, the Winter X Games. Hey, the Winter X Games, they were this past weekend. Were they really? Yeah, you know, like, hmm. like a hundred years ago, whatever. <laughs> so it's um, it's a it's a pretty cool thing though for you mm -hmm. to be able to do all those kinds of things. Like, have you ever gotten hurt doing any of that kind of stuff? Um, uh, honestly, actually, I really haven't. Yeah. Uh, the only time I got hurt was uh, when I was pretty little, and I was just starting to do like kind of freestyle skiing. Yeah. And I was kind of like scooting across the snow, and I put my finger in like the snow the wrong way, and it like broke my finger. And so my only hurt story is super lame. Yeah, that's, that, that's pretty lame. Yeah, like you know, you think I was grinding a rail, doing a flip, something like that, but actually, yeah, just like scooting the snow, and I put my finger in the snow wrong. Mm. So I, I told all my mm. friends, I made a pretty good story. Yeah. But. It like you did, like a toe grab or something, something like that. Landed wrong. Yeah, but the true story for all the world to hear mm -hmm. on the Grove podcast is stuck my hands in the wrong way. Mm, that Snap. Sounds, that sounds terrible. Man, it was rough. So, let's go back to Emory. Let's, let's go back to Emory. Let's talk about how how has fatherhood impacted you? How has it changed your your perspective on things, just life in general? Man, it it is like slowly changing me. And you even look at like marriage, how marriage sanctifies you. Mm. I heard a lot, like a lot of people tell me before I got married, like. Marriage is like the single most sanctifying thing in your life. Just mm -hmm. having another Christian lady there, a woman there who is holding you accountable, uh, walking the Christian life with you. And you even see that with a child, uh, so just, just, just alike. And I mean, I even look at like how my wife forced me to put her above myself, and now like there's two people I'm putting above myself. Yeah. And so, I mean, you just feel this is sanctifying process. And this is like deep weight and responsibility that there is a child there that you are caring for, you are mm -hmm. nourishing, and you're given the responsibility as a man to to yeah. raise in the faith. Yeah. So that's yeah. cool. Let me yeah. just clarify something you just said. You said my wife forced me to put her, but it's not. <laughs> did I say forced? You did. Yeah. You did. It sounded kind of weird when it came out. But what you mean by that is because because you have a, a wife, mm -hmm. you you want to that it's a desire for you and for what you felt like the Lord's called you to do to put her her needs above yours and all those kinds of things. That's great, yeah. man. And fatherhood certainly does that. And so, yeah, you know, I've got three kids and um, I completely understand. The cool thing is now my kids are old enough. Now I can kind of start to put them back in a, you know, bring yeah. them back down a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm teasing. That's not good. Yeah. So it's weird right now because so Emery is, she's two months old. Yeah. So she's real young. And like, I mean, I talked to Jacob and uh, Emily worked with us in the student ministry mm -hmm. and she has a, a daughter who's like a year and a half, somewhere yeah. around there. And so they're like, Definitely working on like disciplining, 
like you can see the the willful uh, disobedience of a child. Yeah. But right now, I mean, Embry, she just kind of feels like she's doing her thing. Yeah. Like she's kind of responds. Yeah. She smiles a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all the fun of having a baby right now with not all like the pressure of, hey, she is blatantly disobeying you. Yeah. Right. It's an right. interesting phase. <clears throat> yeah. So maybe some, uh, you know, the the whole you know not too long ago, um, the whole Kobe Bryant thing was going on. Um, he's a, I mean, he's a legend, sports legend. Um, incredibly sad story of how he passed, but his daughter being with him was um, was pretty sad as well. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it's 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 a terrible thing, but um, you know, I remember when that was going on, I just started thinking through like my kids, my little girl, and um, yeah, it it kind of it tugs at you, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, everything is just different. You kind of you know squeeze her a little bit tighter, yeah. you know, and. Um, just that whole idea of man telling your kids you love them and yeah, yeah. and uh, being there for them um, as much as possible because you you never know when yeah yeah uh, when things would happen yeah so. I mean and I think like that's like man one of the real tragic parts about the story like man we we mourn for the family we mourn sure. for the girls that are left there all the loved ones but mm-hmm. I think every time when we we see that story and we hear about it like we, we can identify with man he's he's a young person yeah. who's taken away from his family and. Yeah. I think it really sobers, sober, sobers us up yeah. to seeing, I mean, that could happen to every single one of us. Yeah. And I think sometimes in our life we feel invincible, uh, especially if we're a little bit younger in our yeah. 20s, 30s, 40s. We mm. feel like, man, we are, death is so far away right. that right. Uh, it is something that's never going to come knocking on my door. Mm-hmm. But it, it reminds us that the Lord, truly every breath that we have is grace from the Lord. And we deserve mm-hmm. death, but He has graciously given us life. And yeah. so every breath we take is just, yeah. it's just we are breathing in grace, grace, grace. So man, that's cool, it man. really reminds us of that. That's a good word. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about, um, about your role at Hickory Grove. Tell us what you do. Uh, give me kind of like a just a, a over overarching idea of what you do um, at the Harris campus. Yeah, yeah. So I'm the middle school associate, and uh, I joined the staff probably about three years ago, something like that. Okay. So you know, I'm starting to to learn my way around a little bit, uh, getting kind of comfortable with the mm-hmm. events we do, different things like that. And uh, but yeah, so mi- being the middle school associate, I lead the middle school ministry, uh, and it made us a real joy because uh, one of the the toughest parts of anybody's life could possibly be their middle school days. That's I, very true. I mean, who says, man, the golden years of my life are my middle school days, right? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And so, I mean, be able to, like, walk with middle schoolers uh, through such a difficult time mm-hmm. is uh, a real, real joy. And, I mean, if we say that we believe the gospel to save us from our death, then, I mean, the exact gospel that saves us from our death, it applies to us in our life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so showing a middle schooler how, like, th- this faith that you claim to have that, one day is going to apply to you whenever you die. I mean, mm. it matters to you right now. Yeah. Like, it matters to you whenever you're in seventh grade yeah, and good. you're facing awkward situations in, in, yeah. in uh, middle school. But this gospel that we hold so close to for eternal life, man, it applies just as much right now. Yeah. Were, so, were, you, were you awkward in middle school? I mean, I was a real awkward middle schooler. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So I can, I can relate. I can also, I can relate in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whenever I have a kind of a frustrating middle schooler, I can relate because I was that frustrating middle schooler yeah. for my, my student pastor. I was the, the middle schooler who, um, I was a little bit too short and a little bit too wide. And so, you know, like whenever you bought shorts with a certain wide waist, they're a little bit too long. And so all my, oh, sh- yeah, yeah. All my shorts are kind of capris. Yeah. So I was, I was that uncomfortable guy. Wow. Yeah. And uh, quick story about that. Yeah, so yeah. Um, just to prove my awkwardness and prove just the, the pinnacle of middle school being the, the awkward time of your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So I went to this camp called Crosspoint. I think it was called Crosspoint. Okay. Yeah, and so kind of the idea of the camp is it was a Christian camp, and you would like do like a worship service at night, mm-hmm. uh, different like discipleship groups throughout the day, but also like the main part of the camp is you would do like different sporting events during the day. Okay. And uh, so you would go and you'd like write down like the first sporting event I want to do. I want to do football or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so one, me and my buddy, we were going to uh, the the cross camp on the bus, and we were talking about what event we want to do, what, yeah. what sport we want to do. And so since I do like freestyle skiing and stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I know the event we need to do. I know what sport we need to try out. We need to do gymnastics. And the reason for that is you got foam pits, you got springboards, you can do backflips. I mean, it sounds like a great time, right? Yeah, if you're like a middle school girl. Maybe. That's, that's what everybody else unfortunately thought too. Were you in middle school? I was in when middle school. Okay, I was okay. probably in seventh grade. Okay. Yeah. So. so the pinnacle of just binge struggling. Right. Yeah. So um, I, I try to convince him this is a great idea. Mm. I, I feel like I've done a good job convincing him. Yeah. And so I sign up for it. I'm banking on him signing up for it. Right, right. And uh, I get there to the first day of class and unfortunately he bailed on me. Oh, boy. And I'm the only guy in there. Just like you said, everybody else is seeking middle school girl. Right, right. And the only people in there were middle school girls. So it was me probably. I mean, that's a big class. So like, you're doing some gymnastics in your baggy shorts? Yeah, yeah, yeah mm. baggy shorts. <laughs> <laughs> but about 30 girls in there. And, oh, that's uh, bad. But I remember the, the last day of class, you know, like my pinnacle, I'm feeling real weird. Right, the right. The entire time I felt real weird. I, I put on this basketball jersey. Because mm, nothing says confidence like a middle schooler in, in that's a basketball exactly right. jersey. It also is a little bit too small. So you know like when you're real self-conscious, <laughs> you like start pulling out your shirt, like yeah, right, right. sucking it all in. This uh, is awesome. Yeah. So walk into to the gymnastics class, I was feeling real uncomfortable. And I remember I sat down in class and that whole morning, you know, my stomach has just been rolling. And um, so oh boy. sit down and, you know, had a little consequence of that. Nothing, nothing too terrible, but, man, for me, it, it was heartbreaking. Right, right. And, you know, right when that incident happened, every girl in the room looked over at me, uh, said, ooh, and scooted away from me. And another bad part about it, there was mirrors right in front of us. Because, you know, you got to, like, right. yeah, oh, it's like a workout room. Yeah, so that sounds terrible. I, like, <laughs> witnessed through a mirror all the girls sliding away from me and You're saying, like, watching ew. yourself yeah. kind of have, oh, man. Yeah, it was great. So, yeah. bam. Every every bit of that is terrible. Yeah. So every bit of that is terrible. Middle school is tough. Yeah, you know, I, I was, uh, I had like a mullet in middle school. Mm. And then, um, you know, I thought it was really cool. And then I tried to go like one step cooler, so I cut the mullet but left the rat tail. That's cool. I like that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. my mom, you know, she's like Korean, and so she's like, hey, let's braid this. I, I don't know, maybe like the hopes of me having like... I don't know, doing some sort of martial arts movie and being mm-hmm. able to, you know, whip somebody with it or something, you know, yeah. but that, that never bring worked it back. out. No, 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 I'm okay, not okay. going to. Um, although that that would be kind of cool. I think it'd be really cool. That would be kind of cool. We, so should, we should do it. I'm not going to do but it. Whatever. So middle school, man, middle school days are hard. Man, they are. Man, they're really hard. And um, I just remember how awkward I was. And But I also remember middle school, those were the days, man, that, I mean, I was 11 years old when I came to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And um, I remember being at um, church events when I was in middle school where the Lord really shaped my life. And there were people involved in my life that led me the right way and told me the truth about Christ. And my life was forever changed because of middle school. So I'm very thankful for um, your heart and your desire to work with middle school students. Yeah. And one more thing, one other thing I'll say about it is, I mean, the the things you struggle with in middle school, just like I said earlier, like the gospel applies to them so well. And one of the things I I see being one of the biggest problems in middle school is a sense of belonging. Yeah. I mean, it's a time you're really trying to find your friend group, trying to figure figure out who you are. And just like how we talked about the gospel applies to our Mm -hmm. death, it applies to our life. 
and seeing that, man, if you are searching for belonging, man, the gospel is so true for you because yeah. of the perfect life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the resurrection, and that being applied to you, that perfect record. Yeah. The Father looks at you, He loves you, yeah. and He calls you His son. That's and good, so man. you belong to the family of God. And so, man, like having those gospel truths just really drive into a middle schooler's heart, I, I really think it's a cool time. Cause just like you said, the Lord worked in your life in middle mm. school. It's a time where students can really just see how, man, this, this gospel is such good news to me, yeah. even right now when I'm in seventh grade with acne and I'm a little bit too fat. Right. You know, <laughs> speaking for myself, you know. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, whatever. That's awesome. Well, let's, let's talk. Um, there's a huge event coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, D-Now weekend, Disciple Now weekend. It's always been a phenomenal weekend. Again, I remember back in my day coming up through middle school and high school, it's just being a huge um, impactful weekend for me and for my friends, my buddies. Um, why don't you give us a, uh, give me a detailed rundown. Let's talk in depth about everything that's gonna be happening at DNOW. Cool, cool, yeah, it's gonna be an awesome weekend. Uh, the theme this year is sustained, and so we're looking at kind of the tagline is how the Lord sustains us in a broken world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to have Gerald Wilson come in. He's a fantastic writer. A lot of people have read his books, really liked his books. Yeah. I've been personally affected by mm-hmm. uh, his books. And so he's going to come in, uh, kind of speak on this issue yeah. of suffering, how God sustains us when we feel this world is broken. Because I feel like everybody who comes into the conference is going to be able to feel the brokenness in this world. Yeah. And uh, so he's going to come in and speak to that. This other man named Daniel Ritchie is going to come in. Yeah, let's let's talk about Daniel yeah, for a yeah. second. So Daniel's local. He lives around here somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um Daniel, and this is this is completely amazing about Daniel, but he was born with no arms. And so understands suffering, understands being different, being unique. Um, but he uses that as a as a way to talk about the goodness and the grace and the mercy of God, which is unbelievable. Like he could be one of those guys who just complains about everything and blah blah blah, but he doesn't, man. He gives all the glory to God for his um, his circumstance. Mm-hmm. He's married, he's got kids, um, faithful preacher of the gospel. I mean, just does a great job connecting yeah, with yeah. people and sharing the good news of Christ. Um, and it's incredible because, like, he does everything with his feet. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Like, I, I'm friends with him on Facebook or something somewhere, and there was a video of him changing his flat tire with his feet. That's incredible. It's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, and, it would take me years to do that. Well, yeah. And I wouldn't be able to do it. Right, yeah. right. But um, didn't you say you saw something, like a picture of him or something, yeah, he like was, texting? He was you, texting somebody with his feet. Yeah. And, I mean, you got to think, like, how does he put the phone in his pocket? You know? Right, right. Yeah. There's probably a lot, a lot of questions. Yeah. And Daniel's the kind of guy, he's very real, and he'll, I mean, he's not offended by that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because he knows yeah. um, who he is in Christ. Yeah. And uh, always wants to talk about yeah. those kinds of things. And af- after you meet Daniel, he's just so meek, so humble. Yeah. You walk away just being like, man, I want to be more like you. Yeah, like yeah. I, I need to be more like you. You're just such a great example of what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus. Like, yeah. man, I want to be like you, Daniel. That's cool. He's an man. awesome guy. That's cool. Um, what about the what about the band? You know, band music, yeah, all we, that kind we have, of stuff. We have a pretty good headline band. I yeah, think when we, yeah. when we put the name out there, it's yeah. gonna really draw the crowds. Yeah, uh, the yeah. Harris Creek Band. Harris Creek Band. Some people, some podcast listeners, some subscribers might have heard of the band. Mm. I'm not sure though. You know, mm. yeah. so the one of the the lead guys could be sitting right beside me. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure though. You yeah, know? it's a it's a it's a pretty pretty, it's a pretty cool thing, man. Yeah, yeah, pretty cool thing. But so. it's it's gonna be real good. I'm real excited for it. Yeah. Uh, a few more things about it yeah. that. 
So we, we look at kind of D now as a, a discipleship event mm -hmm. for uh, our students who've already come to faith, but mm -hmm. also a discipleship event. And the first step of discipleship is evangelism. And so showing uh, how the gospel is good news to people who don't believe the gospel yet. And I really think that this year's idea of sustained will, it'll be really unique in the way it is evangelistic because just like Romans chapter eight says that all creation is groaning together. Mm. And so every, every student in that room can feel the, the brokenness of this world. They can feel famines, they can feel disease. They've had pa parents with cancer. They've had parents with uh, divorces, different things like that. So we, man, we feel this brokenness mm -hmm. and we know this is not the way it should be. We have that, that internal longing, that internal realization that, man, this world is not right and it shouldn't be this way. And yeah. the good news for us as Christians, man, we have the remedy to this broken world, which is Jesus coming to, to one day defeat sin entirely to restore us uh, ultimately to this new heavens and new earth. So we have this picture of, man, we are, he sustains us through our life, and one day, man, it will no longer be like this. So we have, we have the good news that the students need, and I'm, I'm really excited about the evangelical push yeah. uh, for this conference. It's going to be really cool. That's awesome. Be really cool. Yeah, so um, D-Now Weekend, man, it's going to be pretty awesome. Um, and there's everything. I mean, there's, there's the Bible study time. There's a worship time. There's time in homes with friends and all that kind of stuff. It's a great time to connect with with uh, friends, make new friends. Um, one of my favorite things, outside of all the spiritual things, is the food trucks. Mm. I like a food truck. I like a food truck too, Gerald. And I like that there's more than just one. Mm. And uh, as long as Dragon Boat's going to be here, I, I was thinking Dragon Boat too. You like Dragon Boat? I love Dragon Boat. I love I love Dragon Boat. Yeah. So if Dragon Boat's here and King of Pop. Mm. Pops? King of Pops. You got Pops. it. Pops. King of Pops. Yeah. As long as those two guys are here, I'm, I'm good to go. Oh, yeah. So it's a great time. Tons of games, tons of fun, but also um, very, um, very intense when it comes to learning about learning about Christ, learning about who we are, mm -hmm. and, and our theme is great. I think yeah. it's great for our people. And our one students. thing that's really cool about it is uh, Brian Davis, our college pastor, he's in my mind, one of the smartest men on staff. Uh, so, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah brilliant. Like, yeah. whenever you're in a room with him, he's just, you know, like different horsepower. Yeah, you just listen. Yeah. Let him talk, you listen. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you put IQ test, you and him, whoever's mm -hmm. listening, man, Brian will win. He's a smart dude. Yeah. And so he writes all of our curriculum for D-Now, and he just does a fantastic job year after year of, I mean, just really diving in deep to the Bible in yeah. a way our students haven't thought about it before. Um, so he does a great job with that, and we have good godly family group leaders that yeah. uh, stand with the students. They teach uh, the family group material, and I mean, it's really cool because they learn about their family group leaders. They learn about their family group leaders. They get to know their family group leaders, mm -hmm. and it really helps to build these uh, discipleship relationships throughout the entire year. Yeah. And so, I mean, D now is this picture of uh, discipleship, and we hope and we pray that the relationships they build with their family group leaders, it'll help catalyze them into a whole year of, yeah. man, this person who led them for an, for an entire weekend uh, might be able to invest in them after this weekend, mm -hmm. maybe for the rest of the year. So it's yeah. a cool time of godly leaders investing into our students. Mm -hmm. That's really cool, man. Yeah. And um, there's, I mean, anyone in the church can, can be involved as yeah, far yeah. as host homes and uh, family group leaders and all those kinds of things. There's Conference ways, volunteers. Yeah, yeah. There's I mean, ways there's to get involved. tons yeah. of, of avenues to serve. That's right. And I mean, we, right. we always need a lot of volunteers. Mm -hmm. We really do. And the good thing is our church steps up. I yeah. mean, there's always tons of people that's there. But, you know, if you ever want to serve, this is your chance to serve. So this yeah. is a, a great opportunity we'll, for you to we'll get involved. Plug. Yeah, there we'll we go. Quick plug for D now. Yeah. Get involved. At this point, it might be a little bit too late. I'm not sure, but get involved. Yeah, um, yeah I, just, I just remember growing up and, um, you know, we, we had talked before about markers in our lives. Mm -hmm. And um, D-Now 
at a very uh, pivotal point in my life when I was um, when I was young. I, I remember um, D now being a, a a pretty pretty huge marker for me. How the Lord used that time and used my my family group leaders, my small group mm-hmm. leaders. Um, even you know we had we had drivers. So we had host homes and we had drivers like parents who their their only job was to come pick us up at the house and take us to the church. And um, I remember those car rides. These these men would just speak truth mm-hmm. into these little snot-nosed 13-year-old yeah, yeah, brats awesome. that are in the back seat, yeah. you know? And, but man, the stuff that they talked about, it stuck. Like yeah. the Lord used those times. Um, I remember being at homes and, you know, I feel bad because, uh, you know, we probably made a big mess in some of the homes yeah. or whatever, but the fact that these people would give up their weekend and their homes and all For kinds sure. of stuff, even money, I mean, everything, they just really helped us out. It was just awesome. It's, uh, it's great. So, Dean, now's going to be a great time. The dates are March 20th. 20th through and 21st? Yeah. Right? 20, yeah. You are, Friday, you're the Saturday. band there, so you need to know. <laughs> yeah, I do need and to I'm know. And I'm helping leading it, so I need to know. Maybe Sunday. We'll include Sunday. 20 Because we'll all come to church together. So 20th through the 22nd, let's say that. 20th through the 22nd. Did we, just, did we just set the dates now I for think we now? did. I mean, if, if they're different, then we just made them something else. It's in stone yeah, yeah. right now. Sorry about that, Blake. No, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Ben, today was awesome, man. It was really good to get to know you a little bit more, hear your heart on ministry. Um, I love, love, love that you are so passionate about middle school students, about student ministry. Um, I know you're incredibly involved um, at the Harris campus, but also at the Christian school. So you do a lot there. Do you? Can you give us just a quick snapshot of maybe some of the things you do there? I, I know you've done like D groups, meeting with uh, middle school guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Maybe? So we do have the luxury at, at our Harris campus. We have a school right there. So like, yeah. I mean, my office is in the basement there. And then uh, when you go outside my office to the left and the right, there's classrooms. Yeah. So we have, I mean, Christian students everywhere, Christian yeah. school students. And uh, I mean, our Christian school is fantastic. Like I am the f- biggest believer in our Christian school, the, yeah. the leadership, mm-hmm. the way they teach the Bible, like our Bible classes, they are tough. Yeah. Like I have this one student that I meet with on Tuesdays and uh, he's a real smart kid, makes straight A's uh, in a lot of AP classes. And I mean, he'll have like straight A's and a B in Bible because Bible is so like wow. rigorous. Yeah, it's, I mean, we don't we don't play around when it comes to right. teaching the Bible. Which right. I'm, I'm very proud of our school. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, our, our school there are a lot of unbelievers in our school, mm-hmm. and so it, it's a really cool opportunity for all of our our students who go to the church who also go to the Christian school to uh, live on mission in their Christian school, yeah. which you might not think is right. the case, but it is. Right. And then also, it's a really cool opportunity. I'm able to I go uh, do devotions and the middle school classrooms. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really great teachers that yeah. are real flexible. Hey Ben, can you come to a devotion? Man, I would love to devo- do a mm-hmm. devotion. So I go up, hang out with middle school students for a little bit. And then uh, a few days a week, I have students come down and we do little D groups in my office mm-hmm. at lunchtime. And so they bring their you know styrofoam plate, their square pizzas. I think yeah. they actually, I think they're triangle pizza pizzas actually. Yeah. Back in the day, I had the, the rectangular yep. square pizzas. Yep. You know. I remember those. Yeah. So. They come down, eat with me. Uh, we'll walk through the Bible. We'll hold each other accountable about with our Bible reading, different mm. things like that. So it's a really cool opportunity. It yeah. really is. That's and strong, man. Yeah, yeah. That's it's really neat. Cool. It's neat. Really good. And so, and you also teach a lot at the chapels. You're always teaching. Yeah. I feel like you're always teaching somewhere. It's either you, Jacob, yeah. Blake, whoever. You guys are always, even Kyler and Kyle, you guys are all over the place doing yeah. that. So. Yeah. Um, it is cool we get a lot of teaching opportunities. We'll yeah. joke sometimes it's a we'll teach on Wednesday nights, we'll lead a devotion on Wednesday mornings, mm-hmm. uh, we'll teach on Sundays, and so some weeks, I mean, we're preparing like three lessons for a week. Yeah. And so it's it's a cool opportunity though to be able mm-hmm. to stand up that much, open God's word, preach it, and preach the good news of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I mean it's yeah. a lot, but it's a blessing. It mm-hmm. really is. You know, the cool thing for me as as a as a pastor is it's neat to see 
there are other pastors that love kids, even my own kids, um, and uh, and to see you guys reach out to to our our children, it's mm -hmm. a it's a powerful thing. As a dad, it's really it's yeah. really special because I, I know you, I know the other guys, I know what you guys are about, and this isn't just a um, you know clean up on Sunday kind of thing. Man, you live this. This is this is your life in every way that I've seen you. This is man, you're all about mm -hmm. um, helping students know Christ and live live for Him. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool, man. I really appreciate um, everything you do for our church and for our school. Yeah, and so, yeah. and by the way, there's a Christian school coming to the Mallard Creek campus. Hey, a little plug. Little, another little plug there. Yep, um, it's coming. You're probably not going to have anything to do with it here, but probably not. Um, but it's cool. I like but it. Still a good plug. So, little plug. The Mallard Creek campus of Hickory Grove Christian School is coming this fall. It's going to be pretty awesome. Google it. Anyway, um, thanks for coming today, man. This has been awesome. Uh, D now is going to be a blast. Um, and I'll have you back for sure because there's a there's a ton of stuff coming up um, throughout the uh, the spring and the summer. So cool, Ben. It was awesome to be on, today, man. man. Yeah, it was an man. honor. Thanks Thank for you, coming Jeremy. today, bro. Thanks for uh, for tuning in. We'll see you next time.